What's up, sports fans? Thank you for tuning in to, once again, the Nerds Who Live podcast. Sorry we've been away. Life is life, but I promised I would keep it going, and whenever I can, best believe I am doing just that. So today, even though it'll be maybe a shorter one, because, again, I'm still getting things back together so I can start to organize and conceptualize and orchestrate more in-depth episodes, I do like doing these little shorter ones. And today, I'm just going to cover two, albeit maybe two points of technique cues that have three elements to it that you probably are not utilizing to its best capacity, and it is affecting your lips. That is, your rib orientation and coordination with your pelvis orientation and your transabdominal bracing or your your obliques the transverse abdominals that wrap around through the sides. These three elements are huge in terms of bracing that you hear, I'm sure your coach has talked about it, whoever that is. You've heard other coaches talk about it. Um, So I'm just going to focus on just those, just those. So your abdominal wall has your front and your two sides or your obliques, and they wrap around like a sling. Those are your transverse abdominal obliques when you brace most people brace once they learn to brace they're thinking about driving out into their belt or driving outward but they're not thinking about driving out horizontally all the kabuki strength coaches are always really good about saying to brace in a 360 degree which uh is a good cue it for didn't help me as much for some reason it was a little harder But when I focused on bracing horizontally outwards into my obliques, that did give me my 360-degree brace. I don't know why. Maybe it just helped that way, but it did. So that coupled with your rib and your pelvis or hip orientation. So you always hear, again, I'm sure you've heard, stacking, though, you know, kind of bracing to fill a can. Most people still walk around with a lot of anterior pelvic tilt. In other words, their butt is poking out uh, outwards. So you get kind of that bikini butt, bikini competitor butt is very common. Most people just have this just from how they stand. So you have a lot of rib flare because that's what happens with any part of the body. A little extra bonus tidbit is that when one thing goes awry, it's connected opposite will also do that. Like quick outside example when one hip is higher than the other that opposite leg to the higher hip will externally rotate so if you're someone who when you're squat you have one side where the knee valguses and wobbles in and out it's probably because the opposite hip is too high and needs to come down and then you need to re re-engage that internal rotation on the opposite leg to get them to even out so Anyway, this is the same with your ribs and your pelvis. But really, the focus should be on the pelvis because I think that is a little bit more elusive. Ribs, people can kind of control the ribs. But if you control the pelvis, that helps a lot more. And really, it is just keeping your pelvis 
stacked under your rib cage as much as possible, even in your bench press. The squat and the deadlift, even though it's hard for people, it's easier to conceptualize like, yeah, I'm straight up, moving up and down, so that makes sense. But even the bench press, when you're laid horizontally and you're in your arch, people think that, how do you do that? Well, mostly because from your rib cage up and your thoracic spine is mobile. Um, your lumbar spine is not immobile. It can be mobilized, but it is main function is stability. So if you can stabilize the lumbars, and one thing to do that obviously is your lats, but also is by stacking and kind of getting that pelvis to turn underneath you. Also what's called a hollow body position in gymnastics. If you want to look that up, it also is a really good reference for you. Looking at any type of hollow body drills, which is basically what a dead bug is, but there are ones to even further, uh, you know, take that even further. But when you actively pull your pelvis underneath you or forward, even in your bench press to try to stack your brace, you're going to allow that to be more aligned, which means it's going to have more intra-abdominal pressure. And then even in your bench, you're still going to be able to arch from your upper back. It may take away some of your arch height seemingly. It will feel like, oh, when I do that, my, my arch goes down a little bit. It is very minimal. It will because you're getting extra range from the flare of your butt, the anterior pelvic tip popping out and helping you stretch and get higher. But what you're sacrificing is power and, and intra-abdominal pressure, which is also power transfer. So that little bit of range that isn't a lot that you're going to sacrifice by being able to, once you get set, pulling that down and bracing harder, you're going to make up for with literally double power off the chest comparatively to what you were doing. Like I would really venture to, because it, you know, it's just like anything. When you brace harder, you have more uh, of alignment. You're going to have more power transfer. So you can have more power off the chest because you're going to be able to hold tension better. And you're going to be able to make that backboard and that slingshot and create the tension. Well, if you're, no matter how tight you get, if your brace is broken, you can't brace. It's just not going to work. So in your squat, in your bench, especially the bench, and in your deadlift, working on let me stack my ribs and my hips as, you know, underneath each other as possible. And even in the bench, then allow me to brace horizontally into my transverse abdominals, my obliques, you're going to find yourself in a much more power producing state because you're creating a more fluid channel for that energy to transfer. And I think people use the soda can analogy, but also a hose, like a fire hose is also a really good one. That higher water pressure is your force transfer. The hose is literally the, you know, the Though, you know, your brace, your hips and everything. When your hips and your ribs are aligned, then it's straight. And then as you brace out horizontally, it's allowing the water to flow through. If you have any kink in that hose, you're going to be dampening that water pressure. And it's going to be throwing off that current completely. Just like any kink in any hose, it's going to throw off your pressure. So keep that. Keep your hose in line, as they would say. 
That's a pretty good name. I think that's what I'm going to call this episode. Keep your hose in line. Pelvis power. So, keep your uh, keep your hose in line so you have the best power transfer or quote-unquote kinetic water transfer is what we'll call it. So that way you have better bracing. More power transfer means a better lift. All right. That's going to be it for today. Something to chew on. Something to think about. Dig into that. Um, again, lots of good, like all of Kabuki Strength pages, they have stuff on that. If you have any other questions, you can always feel free to reach out or I can direct you to others or ask your coach their interpretation. They're going to tell you maybe their interpretation of a similar thing. Or maybe they disagree. They say I'm full of shit, though. I would love to hear <laughs> an opinion um, against, against it, which I haven't found so far. So anyway, thank you for tuning in to my little shorty. I'll catch you again on the Nerds Who Live podcast.